Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Charnay with Exercise Your Fitness and Personal Training out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Charnay, what is going on today? How are you doing? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, JJ. Thank you for having me. So nice to yeah. be here. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And look, I think we're ready to dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with you in your gym. Ooh, yes, first, do it. Let's do it. First, yeah. Uh-oh. But first, Uh-oh. what we want to do is we want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and, and, and give your own description, your own story. How would you describe exercise or fitness to everybody on, on here and listening right now? Ooh, okay. I would describe us as, uh, first, we're a women's only facility. Um, and it's basically come as you are. I just don't come naked. That's pretty much us. We do mobile training. We do personal training, one-on-ones, small group classes, um, the regular gym stuff. But I don't consider us a gym. I consider us a studio. It's personal. It smells like flowers in here. It doesn't smell like equipment. Um, so that's what we do. And we kind of make it fun. Fitness needs to be fun. So we want to make it fun. It's a fun experience. I'm a fun person. Yeah. I love that. I could tell. I could tell you have the charisma. That's awesome. And I love the smell of flowers. So there's nothing wrong with that. So um, that's awesome. And so, you know, let's kind of start with the bare bones basics here, Charnay. Okay. You know, um, how many, how many members are you are you serving currently? Currently, we have about 20 to 25. Awesome. Awesome. About 20 to 25. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and being a boutique style gym, I mean, of course, you know, our studio, you're you're gonna have a smaller numbers, which is totally okay. But I think it's a mm-hmm. big, a, a, it's a big community though, regardless of the size community. of numbers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, you know, I always like to ask Renee because I think everybody has a different answer for this, and I always I always get curious, especially with the studio style gyms. How have you been able to find? What's been the best method to find these new clients, these new people to get through the door? How have you? What's been the best efforts there? For me, it's been word of mouth. Most of the people that come through these doors are people who have been here before, who have um, trained with me before, whether they've trained with me at other gyms that uh, when I used to work at for other gyms. So it's been a revolving door as far as that. Um, That's been number one, word of mouth. Um, Number two is more or less, oh, I saw you on Instagram. Um, I just got really good with reels. So I've been doing a lot of reels lately. So now I've actually been noticing people are like, hey, uh, I know you're from Instagram or I saw you on Instagram. And I I get like real messages in my DMs, not the the fake ones. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what that's number two. So I think uh, word of mouth and Instagram. Yeah, no, and I want to say I love the versatility because I like that you do because a lot of folks depend on that word of mouth, right? But we, mm-hmm. it's honest truth. I think we all know we can't track that. That's basically impossible to track. Right. You kind of just, you're good at what you do, of course, mm-hmm. and that's why people refer others, but it's not a reliable source. But the fact that you have the versatility and you use other methods like social media, I think it's great. 
you know, I mean, there's always going to be your old school guerrilla marketing tactics, like flyers and business to business stuff. You know, there's those yeah. things will always be around. And I think the fact that you can emphasize that, Hey, like, I'm not just depending on this one source. I also use this and that. Yes. I think that's great. I think that's great. And so, you know, Sharnay, let's say, we'll speak hypothetically, of course, but let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these inquiries, let's say they were all unlimited here, right? Like I mean, okay. endless amounts. Hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much more can you handle? You're at 20, right? And being a studio, I mean, how much mm -hmm. higher can you go? What's, what's your max number? You know what? I don't have a max number. And the reason I don't have a max number, I do have help. It's not just me, it's me. We'll say about 70%. It's just me doing most of the training, but I do have another personal trainer who trains and, and I do have a group fitness instructor. Um, and we oh. all take classes, we all do classes and everyone except my Zumba instructor will do personal training, mobile training. So um, it's not just me. So I don't have a limit because I don't wanna limit myself. My space is pretty large, it's about 1500 square feet in here. So I can fit people in here. So I want the people to come. And if the people come, that means I get to hire more trainers and more instructors. And so there is no cap. And if it does become a problem where I don't have enough space to fit the clients, then that shows me it's time to expand. It's time to move. I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think that's great because I think uh, I always say, I, as gym owners, we're always entrepreneurs. All of us are entrepreneurs, right? In this, in this mm -hmm. industry. And I think uh, the ambition, right? You can't fake that. You know, we're always hungry for more. And I think it's like, we're never satisfied. Even with your physique, you're never satisfied. So it's never, like, there's always never. more. So those are always the best answers. And I think that's great. And it really goes, you're just looking to serve more people. Like, hey, like anybody who needs the help, we're going to serve you. We're going to make it happen. And that, yes. that's a beautiful thing, you know? Because that's really what you're in the industry for, right? I mean, you're not here to... I don't think anybody starts with like, oh, I want to be a billionaire doing this shit. No, of course not. I mean, obviously you need money stay open, right? You need profit. You, you don't hate money, but obviously it, we're serving our clients and, and, and changing mm -hmm. lives. You genuinely are changing lives. You're adding years to their lives. So yeah. that's, but that's, that's how you start. Because you start with the passion. You start with, I want to help people. I want to help people. I want to do this. And when you're genuine, it then that's when the snowball happens and it grows, yes. it grows. And then you're like, wait a minute. I remember when um, I could barely pay rent or I was in this little two by four space or I'm training out of my garage. And now, you know, here you are doing this and doing that. So it starts with the passion. That's how you stay in it. I love it. I love it. And so, you know, kind of moving on here, I know you say you have help, right? And I, mm -hmm. I know, but still, regardless, I think um, as far as the back end goes, not sure. Do, do you have help in the back end as well, or is it all you? No, yeah, I'm truly okay. a solopreneur. <laughs> okay, so that's the question I was going to have. How do you manage that? How do you track those numbers, though? Because I think it's it's actually, I mean, like, I mean, it's one to like 20, 25. Like you said, that's a lot. You mm -hmm. know, I think even, even one to five is a mm -hmm. lot. So it's, how do you manage knowing like how long someone's been with you? or if they're looking to cancel, like how do you manage those numbers? I document everything. There we um, go. When from the initial inquiry, whether it's phone call, uh -huh. email or whatever, it's documented. So suppose somebody shoots me a text, I already have a timestamp on that. And I use that to go further. So they inquire, all right, you want to meet me? Because I like to meet everyone in person. I want them to meet 
So once they meet me, the next thing that happens is I send out a welcome letter. Again, that is an email, that is a timestamp. It is a template for it. I send it out, um, welcome, blah, blah, blah. It was nice to meet you. If you're interested in training, and then I send that out, whatever they were interested in, and let them make their decisions there. So I do a lot of that. So what I do is I give myself a day and a half for admin days. That's the day and a half to maintain my website, to follow up on emails, to see who needs to renew their sessions and who I haven't seen in a while. I check my, I check my website to see the metrics. All right, we haven't seen this person in a while. This person's unsubscribed. Let's see if we can try to get them back. Um, and I do that. So I only give myself a day and a half on admin. Sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But I figure if I give myself 36 hours, you know, of admin time a week, that, that, that should be good enough to maintain. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, I, that's how I try to track everything and keep everything in order. Um, I'm real good with details, very detail-oriented. So I have a file for every person who's ever walked in these doors, every person I've ever trained, whether it's me or my staff. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. You're on top of your stuff, right? Try. I think that's a big thing. I try. Yeah. That's all I can do. Yeah, literally. And, and I think it's... <laughs> It's one of the things that people kind of throw under the rug, right? Those numbers, but I think it really makes the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. and, I, and it's such a great thing that you're there emphasizing that stuff. So documenting everything for the viewers. I mean, understand the importance of it. Don't just throw it under the rug. I mean, look, fitness professionals, we track everything your macros, you track yes. the number on the scale, check how much weight is on the bar. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to track your numbers. So I think that's a big thing. Yes. yes. And so, so, you know, um, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a longer-winded question here, but a good question in itself, a good way to kind of self-reflect. And if you need me to repeat anything, just let me know, of course, by all means. It's, it's, it's a good question. It's, a, it's kind of a good way to kind of put yourself in the interview seat and interview yourself almost, right? So, um, you know, uh, we've been discussing this entire podcast and, and, and what we typically use in the fitness and gym industry, three pillars of business, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. Mm -hmm. uh, so of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Ooh. It's probably a toss-up between lead generation and marketing. Um, and I say a toss-up be because the marketing and I'm sorry to say this, but this is being very real. Marketing is based off of my mood. It's, in, it's emotional for me because social media is not nice. And when I mean it's not nice, and I don't mean people are saying bad things, but it's not nice because I might see Jim A or Trainer A doing this, and I'm like, well, that sucks. That doesn't look right. They shouldn't do that. But yet I see all this engagement for them. And I'm like, well, here I am, tried and true to form, doing everything the right way, trying to be authentically me. And I get crickets or four likes. Or, and it's not even about the likes, but it's just like, well, what's going on? Um, and as far as, and, and that's why I say marketing goes according to my mood. And, and I think that's part of the entrepreneurship part of it. Um, you don't like doing this all the time. Some days you want to just throw your hands up and say, you know what? 
I'm done. I'm just done. Um, that's why I say the marketing part goes to, according to my mood. The lead generation part um, is probably, uh, I put that in there too, because it's just a challenge for me. Because sometimes I just don't know where to go to get more people looking at the website. Um, I might put a call to action out there um, to get people to drop their response in the comments or whatever. And then there's like, I get no response in the comments or I send out newsletters and, you know, I take my sweet time to create these wonderful newsletters. And then I look to see how many people even click on the newsletter. And I might send out a newsletter to 500 subscribers on my site. I might get 100 clicks. And then nobody will sign up for class or, you know, or I might get no new, you know, clients or new, no new inquiries that week. So those probably are, that's why I say this a tie between the marketing and the regeneration. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I appreciate the honesty and transparency there. I will say this just because I think when you can be honest and transparent on here, I think you can be honest and transparent with anybody. And I think when the viewers can kind of see like, regardless of success, there's always room to improve. I think that's that's, that's a, a big eye opener for a lot of them, right? Because I think they all think that, hey, like there is no getting better, you know? So, um, and I think that's awesome when you can be honest about that stuff. So, so thank you for that. And so, you know, last two questions for you here today, and I think they're my two favorite questions. Okay. And so, number one, the first one's going to be what's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you trying to accomplish long term? Long-term is, um, I want to retire at 50, and I'm telling you right now, I'm 48. So when I mean retire, I mean retire from the day-to-day grind of having to train every day. I want to have staff in place. I want to have my women in their places, in their doing what they do best, training women to become better. That's it. The better and healthier versions of themselves. Um, actually looking to acquire um, an indoor cycling studio. Um, in my place, we don't do we don't do indoor cycling at all. So I'm looking to acquire that right now. So I'm in the process of that. So that that's not going to be women only though. But I want to have boutique fitness studios in place where everyone can go and there's something for everyone. I don't necessarily need a big place because I like the homey feeling. I like the comfortability. I like the personal part of the boutique studio. I like putting my little tables and chairs out. Like I said, I like the nice smell goods. I like there's flowers and chalkboard notes in the bathroom. I like those things. So I want to keep that going. Um, and I don't want anyone to ever get feel like they're lost. Big gyms, and I've worked in big gyms, and there's nothing against them. Big gyms, you get lost. I've seen so many people go in there, and they're like, all I do is go on the treadmill because it's the only thing I know how to do. Nobody wants to go to the front desk and say, hey, um, I want to use the Smith machine. How do I use it? Or what is that piece of equipment over there? How do I use it? Or how to adjust the weights on, on the leg press? you don't know how to do that. How do I know if I'm even performing this exercise correctly? So more women that I've encountered, that's what they do. I'll go on the treadmill or the elliptical and that's it. Well, what are you doing? So that's that's my long-term goal to have um, 
boutique studios servicing everyone in different parts of the area based on their needs. I love that. I love that. I think that's such a beautiful thing. Again, how much you're trying to impact the community with what you're doing. I mean, again, I genuinely, whatever you believe in, whether it's <laughs> universe, God, whatever it's, it's God's work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And so one last question for you here, my favorite question. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you could go back in time, right? So when you first started the gym, sit yourself down and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for yourself? Stop overthinking and be patient with yourself. Um, I'm big at overthinking. Uh, I overthink the simplest of things, whether this sentence is correct in the newsletter, whether this text message is even correct. Uh, I've deleted it and rewritten it a bunch of times and I've wasted so much time doing that. Um, Just go with my gut. And nine times out of 10, that overthinking, I always go back to that first thought. So I would tell myself not to overthink, and then please be patient with myself. Um, because this, whether it's fitness, whether you own a bakery, whether you own a car dealership, whatever it is that your business is, you have to give yourself some time to make mistakes. So be patient with yourself and learn from those mistakes and go for it. One no, it's just one no. Don't be afraid of no. It's one word, but that word is so impactful but that no could just mean not right now or not with this person. It doesn't mean no with a period on the end of the sentence. It can be no comma. So that's that's the advice I would give myself. Just be patient with yourself. Don't overthink. And anybody out there, don't overthink. Be patient with yourself. You'll do this. I'm telling you, stay in it. Don't, Don't give up on yourself. Listen, Sharon, that was a mic drop of an answer. I'm not even going to say anything on that way to close it out there. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Okay, so you can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at Exerciser Fitness. So that's X-E-R-S-I-Z-E-H-E-R. F-I-T-N-E-S-S, Exercise or Fitness. My website is www.exerciseher.com. Get it? Exerciseher. Exerciseher.com. Um, and that's where you can find me. I'm very reachable. My phone number is my phone number. You get me, not a service. You text me, I text back, unless I'm training or sleeping. That's it. Here we go. There you go. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind just sticking around for one second again, just so I know how to get the podcast, I'd appreciate it. Okay. Just close everybody out over here. So, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description. Fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Boom. <laughs> oh my gosh. Talk about a first podcast. Holy cow. That was amazing. I'm telling you, the confidence. I think the confidence. You walked in there. I mean, shutting it down. I, and I'm not just saying that. Like, I mean, 
I mean, there's, I, I say the, the asset thing to really ease everybody's mind. And because you guys are assets here, everybody, every <laughs> single person. I mean, we've had people who've been in business for two weeks, okay. you know, and they're like, they're doubting, like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to even be valuable to anybody. I don't know, you know, it's overthinking, right? And mm-hmm. I, 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 even the fact that you said you're an overthinker, I know you didn't overthink the whole entire time. Yeah, because <laughs> I always say overthinkers are just people who overanalyze situations because they're just, intellectual enough to over like to just know that there's totally so many options that can happen yes. and just trying to weigh out everything right yes and so i think here it's like you didn't think you just acted and that's a beautiful thing and so it really led to great great content a great experience and i mean even something where if you share to your own like actual uh following community like they'll be like whoa <laughs> i appreciate working with her so it was a beautiful thing there so thank you for that um Sharni, hi, you're going to get the podcast, super important. Okay. I'm I'm the only one who does this, and I'm going to say it again. I, I under-promise, over-deliver. So I say eight weeks, Okay. knowing it's probably going to come out sooner. But I say okay. eight weeks that you expect eight weeks because we are we are growing, and we're okay. on more platforms now. So because it does, it's a different editing process, right? So when you're on four or five platforms, you have to get approved on all of them, published okay. on all of them. And if one gets denied, you have to take them all off and then resubmit. So it does take a little bit of time. So um, that being said, I always try to say, um, you know, I'll shoot you a text like two weeks prior, just letting you know when it's going to come out or how far it is from coming out, all those things. So, um, you know, and, and I think uh, realistically, there's no profanity in that, in that podcast or anything. So I don't think it's going to take too long anyway. So uh, I think we'll be good. Uh, And then one last thing here, um, Shani, I did take one note. I took one note. Um, and I, 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 I want to ask one question just to have clarity here. So, you know, um, I know when you said like lead generation and, and marketing is, is where you want to improve, I, I kind of combine the two as one thing, right? Lead gen and marketing, cause they kind of serve each other. Mm-hmm. But when you, I want to know, right. Cause I always, I, I wouldn't dive into the podcast anyway, just doesn't make any sense, but it's something that I could just ask you just so I know what I can probably tell you to look up. Okay. Um, when you say lead gen and marketing. Do you mean getting viewers and attention and building a community? Or do you mean actually getting people to walk through the door? Getting people to walk through the door. I don't necessarily need that part of it. I could care less about the social media part. I don't need the social media popularity. I I want people in the doors. That's what's what's paying my bills. That's what's keeping me in the building. I'll I'll tell you what, and, and this is where... Um, you know, I, I think, I think you're awesome. I think you're going to do a lot of great things. And I love the mentality because I think not too often do we get people on here who aren't driven by profit. Right. And a lot of people are like, you know, they're being you know, a business podcast. People will come in and they'll be like, Oh yeah, cool. Like I'll talk about how much I'm doing. And, and they use it kind of uh, as, a, as a platform to boast sometimes. They're kind of taking control of that. But mm-hmm. I think you're one of the only people in a, in a little while that I've experienced where they don't boast about that stuff. You're boasting about the helping portion of things. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I don't want to feel like I'm overstepping any boundaries. I just want to make sure that it's, it's cool with you. I, I have someone who works with me here named Jenna and everybody who's worked either owned a gym, did something in the fitness industry. And I think um, she is that marketing wizard and she understands that side of marketing a little bit. I can tell you how to organically grow and mm-hmm. do those things. And again, not to get the views, but to just like, which I can still help you out with that. I can give you like some good articles on there, not articles, but like eBooks, stuff that I've read that really helped me there. Mm-hmm. But I think Jenna could actually give you solid strategies to get people through the door and get more attention of like foot traffic, but only yeah. if you're open to that. I don't like to over so many boundaries ever. 
Um, I think she's really, really good at, at being able to kind of. I put don't it. turn down any advice or anybody that is able to help, like legit able to help. Because um, yeah. I had people, you know, say things and I've taken classes and bought materials and then I'm like, yeah. So if she's, if she's good, I trust, I'll trust that you do, you know, yeah. and I'm happy with yeah. that. Happy to pass my information on, please. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, I only say that because I, I, I was a personal trainer for a very long time. And everybody and, and everybody and their mom was like, my nephew can get you a thousand this clients mm-hmm. and then get you whatever you need. And I'm like, sure. And I've had plenty of those conversations as well. And and sometimes, and I mean this, I got full transparency. They've gone into like just corners of like false promises, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, oh yeah, like we'll get you this, we'll do this, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then- Sometimes they just don't deliver and even pay for certain things. But I, I always say, this is where I'm big about them. I'm adamant about this stuff, right? I always say, like, and I don't always can get ready with Jenna or anybody else here. Only if I feel like it makes sense. And especially if I feel like she can de- like definitely help me there. I know she could, mm-hmm. I, I, I will. But I always say, I don't waste your time either. Cause you're going to spend maybe 20, 30 minutes with her. And even though there's no, money behind it right it's still time is is, is very valuable so yeah. i always say for your efficiency this is where i can give you advice here too if you are going to be a jedi i always say just come with a pen and paper and things that you have tried before right okay. because at that point she can dissect what you have done and then give you advice on the things you have versus going over like hey what's going on How right. you like you know wasting time there 15 right. minutes doing that stuff it's just like hey like, let's dive into this like let's get into the nitty-gritty and if i can help you here I definitely will. And I'll give you this advice on what you can do. And I think that's the best thing. Like, if you can do that before you meet with her, I think that's going to be the smartest thing because everybody, everybody's t- we want to be efficient. You know what I'm saying? So right. well, obviously I have to call her too, to make sure it's okay with her as well. I'm telling her out there just to make sure it's cool with you, but I want to make yeah. sure it's cool with her as well. I mean, I don't know what her schedule looks like, but um, I'll tell you what, Charney, if you are cool with that, um, I'll connect you guys to be tech and that's the easiest thing to do. Okay. But let me ask you this. Does this time work for you every day? Just so I know like what time frame to look at because she's a different time zone than us. It could vary um, depending on the day. Um, anything like if anything from like, I, I want to say, cause I don't necessarily like Mitch asked me, do I take a lunch? Not really. If, okay. <laughs> that's not really. I, I kind of get in where I fit in. I bring my lunch to the studio or, you know, I take, so I do bring stuff with me, but um, gotcha. like 1230 to like 130 is always a good window during the week okay. um, because either I'm in the car or in the, or in the studio or I dip home really fast. So yeah. I want to say 1230 to 130 Monday through Friday is really good. Those are good times. Okay. I, I will, I'll take a look at her calendar for like, I, I obviously today is unrealistic. So I'll, I'll look for like tomorrow, Thursday, maybe even Friday um, around those times. And I always say, but I will say this, is this too, I know Jenna very well. And I think she doesn't like doing phone calls. That's one thing I know that for a fact. She, if she's going to talk with somebody, she wants their undivided attention just because the value, right? Like she's going to be like, Hey, like if I'm sitting with you, like you're going to take me seriously. Just like, I'm going to take you seriously. And right. so like, I want to make sure, it, it, especially even if you, you know, you're going to be with her, I would probably say, don't be in a car either. Cause she'd probably be like, Hey, like, she, I'm telling you, she takes it that seriously. She's like, look, I'm going to teach you something. Okay. Like, that's okay. Kidding. So, um, she'll probably send like a zoom link. So I'm going to give her a call now, okay. uh, right after, or right after we get off here. And then, um, she'll send you a zoom link first, just to make sure that it works with her and then make sure it works with you. And then I'll connect you guys through text. And if something comes up in between, of course, you can just let her know that text. But, um, I think, I think that'll be fine. So I'll look for like 
I'll shoot for like Wednesday or Thursday, even Friday, if anything, um, just for okay. like that between 1230 and, 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 and one, you said, one, right? Or 1230. Yeah, 1230 and 130 is perfect. Okay. okay. The whole hour. There. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if it has to be later, anytime, let me see for the rest of the week, uh, Wednesday, anytime, like after five is good. Okay. Well, that's actually easier. So if you could do after, if you can do after five, then I'll just aim for that. If that works. Yeah. For you, just anytime. Yeah, evenings easier. are good. Evenings are good because I have okay. my, my, my ladies train. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so I look between like five and, and six in between there. And if we can find something in between there, she'll just set it up mm -hmm. for that time. And cool. then I'm, all right, cool. Other than that, Shani, look, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest Thanks, of your week. Thanks, JJ. Uh, you too. Like that text and that. It was a great talk to you, all right? You're adorable, uh, too. I'll, come back. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll talk no to you. No problem. Take care. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show are Marion and Marcus of Urban Grind, coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Guys, what's going on? How are you today? Hey, how's it I am tremendous i'm excited to to get you guys on and, and share some wisdom and some insight of what you guys do now before we dive in too deep guys I, i'm a big believer in context urban grind being your brand for the people who aren't familiar with this tell us a little bit about what this business is and, and what it's about before we talk strategy and tactics and all of that stuff what is this business uh yeah, essentially uh it's a holistic fitness and wellness center. Um, we primarily focus on group fitness as, as it pertains to the activity portion of it. Um, but what makes us unique is uh, we take a, a mindfulness approach to, to activity, you know? And so uh, uh, my background, I'm also a certified life coach um, as well as a certified personal trainer. Um, and I've noticed that in my, with my clients, uh, it's the mindfulness aspect that really helps them succeed. So Urban Grind is uh, that, um, that, that's more microcosm of who I am. It's like what Urban Grind is, I'm gonna allow speaking. So ultimately, Urban Grind is a uh, fitness center where you can bridge the gap between the mind and the body. Um, and really what we're trying to do is help people connect with themselves, listen to their body more effectively, and really overcome those mental hurdles that, that challenge us every day um, when we wake up, right? How do we really uh, accomplish and become our greatest self and put out into the world positivity and, and light when we're so honed in and, and blocked from a mental perspective. And so we take that component and apply it to fitness as well. So if I'm sitting here, you know, doing a squat and then all of a sudden my knee gives out, how do I react to that? How am I gonna respond, you know? And how do we build the confidence and the strength to power through? Yep, all right. And so for a little bit further background here, guys, take us back to not necessarily the day that you guys opened the doors, but take us back to the moment the thought popped into your heads, 
hey, we can open up this business and, and drive some success. When was that moment? And when afterwards did you eventually open up the doors? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been in the industry for, uh, at the time of this question, that inception of over 20 years or so. And, and so um, I feel like we both were at a, at a precipice in our career, where, uh, a point in our career, whether we, um, we were in transition. Um, and I just haven't been in a car accident. <laughs> and so I put a lot of things into perspective. I was thinking about all the things I was grateful for, like I was just giving gratitude for the time I was waiting for the tow truck, as well as the cops talk about the report. Um, and it was a hit and run, so I was pretty much by myself in the code. Ironically, I had just trained Marion um, 30 minutes before that. Um, and so the session had went great. We was coming into the new year. And it just uh, kind of just popped in my head. It's like, I want to gym by my 40th birthday. And so Marion being my business partner, I shared that with her. Um, and about two weeks later, this space kind of popped up on our radar with, uh, from within our network. Just uh, somebody else was looking for another space, and this space popped up. And when, when we came to see it, it, for whatever reason, it felt like home. So that was like uh, around December 2020 or so is when that kind of that popped up. But it was, yeah, it was it. Really me wanting to do more within my career and then Barry and also uh, wanted to retire from corporate and uh, her background is, is, and work seamlessly with, with, the, with the business industry. So. Very then, cool. As far as the initial thought, Marcus, that that came way back when you were in 19. Valley. Like he was still working in, in uh, the corporate, doing it as a uh, district manager and ultimate regional manager or something. Regional manager, um, and was like the the construct of the box gym is is not feasible and it's not a healthy environment for people. So he wanted to cre create an a, a gym where people could come in and really grow and build their passion. Yeah, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, like uh, the gym, the gym was awesome because like it made a lot of money and people like were, were moving and that they were active. Um, but th there was a huge disconnect with uh, people as it pertains to their actual power and like the why they were actually working out. It was more so for a fad. It was for an event. It was for whatever. But it was never really for themselves. And so mm -hmm. what I what I wanted to do was really like uh, spark uh, people's consciousness um, and take this take this uh, this gift of activity. Um, more serious, like uh, like this becomes like the the training grounds for life, not just to look good in a suit or to look good naked. I hear all the time, right? <laughs> and, and, and there's no distance. All oh, that's great. You want to look good for whatever reason you want to look good, but in service of what are we putting this much work into our bodies for? Just to look good. It feels like it's so much more to life than that that piece of it, right? So yeah. um, I also noticed that people, like Mary said, didn't feel safe in that, in that environment, and and a huge reason it was it was wide open. Um, they didn't really have the knowledge of what to do or how to do. Um, and I, and I, want, I was more so about the education of like uh, fitness and like just holistic wellness overall. And, and um, yeah, so just been- And then even with the trainers. So the trainers, from what I'm understanding and from the numerous trainers that we've interviewed, they go into the box gym and their creativity is stifled and they're not able to really nurture and leverage all of the, the the knowledge that they have and what what they actually went to school for and what they've got their degrees in and they they weren't able to apply that in um the normal box gym because they have standards standard operating procedures that you have to follow you can't do this you can't go outside of this class format um, even if your clientele is, if, even if that is really what they need, you, you're not allowed to do it. Yeah. But it was less I, about, yeah, it was, it was less about the, the client and more about the number, you know, so. Of course. Yeah. And, and so I hear all kinds of different stories of, of why people get into the industry, but I think 
at the root of it, a lot of the time the business owner was looking for some type of service like this and it didn't exist. They couldn't find it. Right. And they were in a similar or tangential industry or, or even within the fitness industry, a little bit of a chip on our shoulder saying, Hey, I can do this better in my own way. And so here we are right now. This is, this is real within the physical space that you guys put this together. How big is the facility and, and what sort of, when we were creating the business, was there a, a target in mind? Hey, I think we can help X amount of people within these walls. Yeah, uh, I'll kick it off. And like, uh, so, so the, the space is about 8,300 square feet. Um, so I have the idea and Mary, Marion has the business uh, acumen. So, uh, so my idea was super lofty and I feel like uh, the universe kind of presented this space and then Marion was like the one to make sure um, we can actually make it work in this space. Um, but yeah, so I think it was more so just the ideology of like creating a community. Um, I just, I really was like watching like uh, how mental health was like taking this toll on my clients, myself with the, during the pandemic. Um, and it, it really, uh, for the first time, people had to like take introspective looks and be with themselves. And I, and I felt like it, it did a lot more damage than, than good initially. And yeah. so for me, I wanted to create that space where people can come and feel uh, real warm and welcome and, and uh, have a space to use the community to get better. Okay. And just to add on to that or throw in there, we also have a rooftop that's 5,000 square feet. So we got 83. So we've got room here. We've got plenty of room here. And, and so at least as things stand now, capacity, not really an issue as of yet, right? At some point down the line, maybe, but not yet today. Now, talk to me a little bit about what we've done to, to generate interest in the business. And we put the label of marketing on it, but I think marketing is sort of just a catch-all of, of how do we spread the word about what you guys are doing and how have you gotten so far the clients that you have? Yeah, so brand awareness has been probably one of our biggest hurdles. Um, given everything that's gone on in, in the city of Chicago and the restrictions that we have as far as what we can and can't do, um, we've really because we are so community centric, we've leveraged that our community to be able to uh, kind of spread our wings, so to speak. So we partner with American Lung Association, um, Shy Society, which is, is kind of like the Google site for health and wellness here in Chicago, all those top events, all the top trainers, all the top studios. Um, we've gone, uh, partnered with different city events, um, different nonprofit organizations. And so really bringing uh, fitness to these groups who typically don't touch health and wellness, right? Because it, again, it goes back to looking at wellness as a whole state and not necessarily just one piece of the pie. Um, I think we, I mean, we've also done the, the normal direct mailers, the, you know, sure, the sure, sure. hard knocks on the door, social media, we have the website, we've done the Google ads, like we've done a lot of um, outreach that, that typically most places, businesses in general do as well. Is that in-house for you guys or are you outsourcing this with some sort of agency? That's you. That's your role. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Um, uh, we and, did and so, with a group called BCG for social media, um, but they've just started like this past month. So we'll see hmm. how that goes. Okay. So it's still to be determined the efficacy of that. As far as where you plan to put some of your time and your energy and, and probably dollars 
where do you think the the best channel is going to be as you guys move forward? And now that we can operate with some level of normalcy in Chicago, what do you think is going to be the best route in terms of lead generation? Yeah, it feels like through, through partnership, um, but also like uh, the, the social media social media aspect. Um, from what, I, what I'm learning as as as, uh, as with this uh, with this new partnership is uh, the time of day and what you post, like uh, the algorithm and everything, everything for that, that context. Uh, it seems like TikTok and like the the reels uh, start to get a lot of uh, a lot more people interested, and we've seen our numbers go up within like the past two two, two weeks or so uh, exponentially, like two hundred percent, right? So like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so like so so whatever they're doing, how they're doing it, um, they they figured out the algorithms behind the scenes. So like the social media, the partnerships feel like uh, that that's that's where we get the bulk of our yeah. Our, our well, let me ask you this because I think it's I think it's important to differentiate. Is this organic strategy, posting content, putting out videos, con- articles, whatever it may be, or do we have a budget for paid advertising or both? It's a combination of both. Okay. Um, and so we 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 do both. Like we've set up geocoding or geofencing, sorry, um, targeted ads, um, just a bunch of different. We've used Google, Yelp, Bing, all the big ones that you can think of. I think where what what we've learned is you necessarily don't get the most bang for your buck out of those services um, mm-hmm. because there's no guarantee. Like for instance, Yelp was targeting people the the radius that they allowed was so large that those types of people would never come downtown to the middle city to do a a workout and so it it felt like wasted money right and that's even though they they said it was only a one mile radius it really wasn't yeah Um, that's important to keep in mind in larger cities like this right people might not travel a mile even whereas conventional wisdom suggests seven to ten Right. In Chicago, one mile, they might not even be going. So no, there's probably a hundred <laughs> other facilities in that mile radius that they could go to. So it has to be that much more targeted exactly. and, and becomes a challenge. And so it sounds like that's been somewhat of a hurdle for you guys thus so far, at least. That's one of the things that we've been assessing and continue to assess is what is our target market? Like, are we really looking at the right people who are um, invested in their well-being and their self-care, or are they just the fad people who want to come to the bucket list rooftop party that we have every Saturday? right. Like there's, a, <laughs> it just depends on really what potentially what, what are people yeah. looking at, right? And so we want yeah. those long-term people who are committed um, and, and looking for a, a, a sustainable change in their life. Got it. Okay. Now, uh, sort of moving this process along a little bit, guys. Obviously, leads are, are leads. It doesn't mean anything on anywhere on the accounting sheet. When somebody reaches out to you, say, hey, I'm interested in Urban Grind. Can you tell me a little bit more? What is that sales process typically like? Who are they meeting with? How are we reaching out to them? Are they coming in the facility? Is this over the phone? What's that process like for them to eventually sign up? Yeah, so um, we set up automatic emails. So if they come through our website, they automatically receive an email inviting them in for a free class. Um, Within a week, Marcus will call them directly and again, invite them in for a new class, understand what their goals are, what their objectives are, what they're really looking forward to get out of the gym. Uh, Going back to what he said, the why behind the what. Um, And then um, once we get them in, I mean, normally at that point, it's, it's a 
relatively easy conversion because of the, the trainers are actually really good at what they do. Um, not to sound surprised at all, but, <laughs> um, but then there are others who are like, well, I'm not sure, you know, oh, I'm scared to make a commitment or I don't want to be boxed into a long-term contract. Um, so we offer other solutions like we have punch cards and they can do a month to month membership. Um, but that's pretty much the, if they do, I mean, if they're not responsive, the email, the email drip campaign will continue shooting them emails. Marcus will continue following up with their phone calls um, until really, I think like the sixth or seventh hit, then that's kind of when we say, okay, that's a lost cause. Got it. Okay. Now you mentioned trainers being pretty good at what they do. Once the lead is in the facility, what is, are we, is it a, a free trial class? Are they sitting down for a consultation? Are they sort of left to their own devices? How does that look? Yeah, typically we, we've already set up what, what type of class they wanted to take or, or, uh, or something that matched their fitness goal. Um, so they're coming in for, for some activity. Um, and then afterwards is where the conversation takes place as far as the membership for the long-term goals. Got it. Okay. Marion, let me ask you this because you probably have a better eye. Do you guys track conversion percentage or, or is that something that you guys have on your radar as far as if it's something we can improve, if we're happy with it? How does that look? Um, it is on the radar. I'm still learning how to do that in MindBody. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I mean, we use MindBody. The functionality is there, but how the uh, the the for me, it's not a straight conversion. Like it's a, uh, there are numbers that aren't accounted for in the numbers. So I don't find okay, so the, the data is a little data bit. Point. And so yeah. I'm still working to get legit data is how I see it. Okay, cool. And we've been open for a short window of time. So it's difficult to have data on this as well. But as far as, as retention or attrition, let's sort of back up and go for it from a high level. What do you guys think speaks to the longevity of someone staying? What influences that most? And what are you guys doing to try to keep people as long as possible? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's, the, it's the value add from, from the classes and the conversations that's had while the people are here. So basically the experience they have when they come into the facility, uh, we've been able to retain all the members that we, we, we've signed up with the exception of one who stepped off and they came back. Helen. Um, we had another one. Yeah. No. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For the most I think part, any so, business owner okay, listening to this would be happy to lose two people. <laughs> We're less than half a percent um, yeah. on our percentage loss. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's the experience, and again, it's the value add. Like, like when, when I what I've learned from train from a training perspective, when you start focusing more on the mindfulness aspect, um, it takes the client outside of just going through the emotions of like, uh, this is a great workout. It was a great workout and service up. So they come back, they, they come back looking for. Uh, more more nuggets of wisdom um, because they did use that in their, their real life. And so you're not just leveling up your body, you're leveling up your, your life. And, and so like, uh, yeah, I think it's the value add from the mindfulness aspect of uh, the workouts and the conversations we have and in the community. Um, just being a part of a class with similar people that are, that are of like the same mind, but also of the same uh, desires. They all want to get better. And so there's no judgment here, right? So like uh, when, when you come, you feel, you feel at home, you feel welcome. And more importantly, you feel pushed. Right. And so yeah. you're challenged in, a, in ways in which um, that go beyond the physical uh, aspect of it, you know, yes. so. somewhat unique in that aspect, too. Yeah. So for you guys, if, if we're to take a step back and sort of look at this in a simplistic sort of analogy, but 
marketing and sales as a funnel. Way up at the top, we have how many leads we generate. Somewhere in the middle, we have our sales process and how many convert to members. And then down at the bottom is how many we keep. Which of those three is, is sort of most focused for you right now? Where do you think we could make the biggest bang moving forward? Can you say the three tiers again? I think it's- Yeah, so marketing and lead generation at the top, yep. sales, how many we actually sign up as members, and then down at the bottom, how many we keep. It sounds like retention is, is probably a, a strong point for yeah, you right now. Retention so is, is it- solid. Is it- Looking in this new team um, and a couple, of, and working with Shy Society and a couple of others, the top component is is getting there. It's almost there in my perspective. I think really where we are is that sales piece, and where where our next our next key target is going to be that sales piece. So we're bringing on an intern and potentially a sales rep to uh, really lock that down and give it the more more dedication to it that we already have. Um, one of the and I, I don't know how this plays it into it, but one of the things that we hear a lot is oh, we saw it, but we didn't know you were there. And so it's kind of that awareness, like, oh, you saw the gym, but you didn't know we were here, even though <laughs> it's, uh, it's there. So I don't know. It's, it's, it, for me, it's, it's trying to get overcome the negative connotation that gyms built or, or obtained during COVID because yeah, it's yeah. Safe for Chicago, it's safe to go to a restaurant or a bar or a club or to a spa and let someone play with your face, but it's not safe to go to the gym and work out. And so sure. we're still yeah. battling. So a lot of that you think can be overcome in the sales process and actually educating and having a real conversation with people. Absolutely. And I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think a lot of the time what we perceive as a marketing or a lead generation issue can be solved by just a more in-depth sales process, right? Maybe we're generating the wrong kinds of leads and we would be converting better if we had a, a different process in place. But if we have a really, really seasoned sales team and, and can handle themselves in that conversation, we don't need as much input coming in. You know what I mean? If we're converting at a higher percentage, better outcome on the back end. Now, guys, we've had a, a pretty in-depth conversation on growing a business like this. So take a step back and, and look at the big picture here with me for a minute. A year from now, what do you want this business to look like? What are some of the, the big targets that you guys are shooting for? Yeah, um, on my end, I would love to be the premier um, location um, for athletes um, as well as non-athletes, right? Um, I think we have the space um, and the facility uh, to, to train any type of body. And so I would just love to be the premier location for anything fitness uh, and wellness in Chicago. Uh, bigger than that, though, I think about uh, all the community things that we do and, and uh, all the things, all the people that we enjoy helping. Um, I would love to see um, more community outreach, even though we do a lot, um, and going into the inner city more to, to kind of produce and um, I, I just like all the, like the benefits of like being active and, and, uh, and working out, like, like what it does to your life and your body and your mind and just all, 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 all the benefits from uh, being active. Um, and, and, and lastly, uh, I love the cor corporate uh, partnerships that we do. So I would love to have at least one or two of those a month uh, on a consistent basis. Uh, we kind of go into uh, help them uh, talk about well-being and activity, work-life balance, 
uh, things you could do outside of uh, the gym. So like no no equipment, no excuses. We still can work out and be healthy. Um, and just really, really uh, focus on, on, on that mindfulness piece uh, and, and other avenues. Got it. Okay. Now, guys, here's the fun question. So I guess, uh, I guess buckle up. You know what we want it to look like a year from now, 10 years from now. What do you see as, as sort of the, the reality for Urban Grind and for the two of you? Yeah, um, 10 years from now, I see that Urban Grind is a place that uh, kind of started or, uh, or at least is known for starting uh, the new wave of how working out should be. Not just uh, love the CrossFit, love the hit, all that stuff is awesome, like performance and like uh, generating like, uh, you know, uh, huge outputs of energy. Um, but again, in service of what? And so uh, just uh, UG being known for like uh, rebranding fitness in a way that looks at the total person um, and not just working out, right? Because we, we need to be healthy and that healthy is not just being fit uh, physically. Healthy is being fit mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, in your career and, and, and so on and so forth. Got it. One final question for you guys and, and we'll start to wrap things up here. What do you see as the biggest hurdle to you guys becoming that goal that you would just mentioned to me? What do you think is, is going to be the, the hardest thing to accomplish? Hardest thing? Um, I can see, from, 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 if I answer that question from like fear, uh, the fear would be keeping the doors open long enough to create the awareness to keep pushing. I also know that UG and Urban Grind is not uh, limited to, to the space we're in, right? So the message is uh, there, there, is no, there is no hurdle other than us putting in more time, effort, energy, continue to spread the word and continue to make differences in people's lives on, on a day in, day out basis. So I love that. To that, I think our, the biggest hurdle is ourselves and yeah. not allowing ourselves to grow and, and leverage the foundation and, and wisdom that we're trying to put out into the world. Yeah, and one and one of the yeah, and one of the cool things about the way we we've had it set up is like uh, we start with ourselves, like uh, really like taking that taking taking inventory, like uh, demanding uh, out of myself the best out of myself, and then um, and then having open and honest conversations about where I am, where I desire to be, where I want to go, um, and then leaning on our team for support. Uh, we support each other in, in our goals um, to make sure that we are holding ourselves accountable to that same thing. And so as we prepare uh, ourselves for, for, for what life has to come. Um, and, and service ourselves first. Now we're not pouring from an empty cup or empty bucket, you know. What I mean? So, and now we're reaching back into the community. Uh, we, we're doing that same thing. It was like we service ourselves, we service our team, and then we service our community. Yeah. Those are the foundational uh, values that we that we align with all of our trainers on before they even get started. Sure. I mean, you can you can tell the the conviction and the belief that you guys have in this sort of movement. You guys are giving me goosebumps here sure. as you talk about it. So. That's a fantastic place for us to start to wrap this whole thing up. Um, but before we get out of here, where can people learn a little bit more about Urban Grind? What's the best website? What's the best social media? Where can people go? Yeah, you can find us on the web at ugchicago.com. Um, on all social media platforms, we are Urban Grind Chi, C-H-I. Um, and then if you can email us or give us a call on any of those platforms. so. And if you're in Chicago, we're at 215 West Ohio, uh, River North. Uh, it's just, uh, just west of uh, the two, uh, 994, uh, just east of the 994 freeway. So. Straightforward enough. Guys, I can't thank you enough for contributing here. I, I think this type of conversation amongst the entrepreneur community becomes really, really valuable, especially post-COVID, especially 
given the the landscape of our industry. I'm excited to see what the future holds. It sounds like you guys have a number of big plans and, and some untapped potential here. So we'll be watching from the sideline. And in the meantime, I wish you guys nothing but the best. Much appreciated, Joe. Thank you. Joe. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Ward's podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Cody Makinich from Four Corners Sports Performance and Personal Training out of Arvada, Colorado. What's going on, Cody? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Of course, of course, man. Excited to have you on here. Excited to, you know, to talk a little bit about your business, what you have going on. Um, yeah, let's not waste any time here. How, how did you get started? What is it that made you want to start with opening your own fitness facility? Uh, so coming out of college, I actually studied sports and exercise science in college. I was a wrestler um, in college always been interested in exercise and fitness and stuff. So kind of one of those classic start stories. Um, I actually, you know, for my degree, I was required to do a internship, found a facility, you know, in the area that I really, really liked, took it, did my internship there. And I actually was fortunate enough to end up getting hired on there, uh, right straight out of college. So I had a, I had a gig going right from the start. Uh, it was primarily like a physical therapy clinic and was really just starting to grow the kind of training and performance side of things. And I worked there for five years, um, built my client load up. I got to the point where I was maxed out, you know, just with the rules at that company. We yeah. didn't do any group stuff. It was all one-on-one -on -one stuff. Um, it pretty much got to the point where I was maxed out and didn't have any more room on my schedule. Um, Were you getting paid little... hourly as well? No, I was actually on salary. So that's what kind of drove that's what drove my drive is like, I was thinking like, okay, well, the more clients I train, the less money I'm making right. per hour. And it really just got to a point where when, if I'm doing that math, honestly, I was getting a little burned out. So just started looking, looking elsewhere, um, took a gig as like a interim GM at a kind of like a small boutique, um, personal training gym that was looking to franchise jumped into that and 
the grass was definitely not greener on the other side. So I kind of just literally at that point figured I was like, well, I've got a big enough following with my clients right now. So why not, why not just go for it? And yeah. was able to, one of my former clients, he had a, he actually sold fitness equipment and he was looking to go more online retail. So he had like 1600 square feet of warehouse space that he was like, well, you can rent it out and you can use all the equipment for free is in the showroom. And so that's how we kind of started. I originally started with two other business partners um, and now it's just me running it, but that's kind of how we got our start. Cool. Cool. So it happened very organically for you started yeah. with your love for, for training, for wrestling um, led up to to you training, being a GM of a facility, and now you have your own business open. Yep. There you go. So so you're on year four here. What was the what has been the most like difficult or unexpected thing for you when it comes to running the business side of things? Um, I would say actually just recently going through a uh, going through a partnership buyout. Um, that's a process that I am 100% unfamiliar with. So kind of trying to keep the gym going while figuring out that whole process, you know, while it's still trying to grow back from where we were from COVID kind of all those factors at the same time became a little bit overwhelming to manage at times, but I think we're kind of on the back end of that now. So that's a relief, but yeah, that's just stuff that when you start something, I don't think you ever really think about as being a possibility. Um, and sure enough, it kind of, came to be and just had to had to deal with it and figure it out as we went and so how's that process gone is is the buyout complete yet yep so the buyout the buyout's done it was done i mean fully completed and everything like four or five months ago um so now it's just me running the facility um just still just trying to grow i think the biggest thing with that is that you don't realize as a business owner is how much free cash flow that kind of eats up you know while we're paying some of that out so you know, really looking to kind of grow, grow the client base, bring some more revenue into the business so we can have a little more cash flow to, you know, expand a little bit, buy some equipment. Yeah. Um, I've got a place in the gym that I really want to expand the gym. We have a, we used to do, we used to do some physical therapy in there. So my, one of my business partners was a physical therapist. So he treated some physical therapy clients while we had the gym. And so like, I don't know, a third of the gym space is kind of set up like, like a PT clinic with some plinths and floor and stuff like that so i'd like to get all that out expand expand the gym all the way out to take up all that space there you go okay so so how many members are you sitting at right now currently right now like 90 since the first of the year i just i just actually looked at this report we've got like 96 active clients right now coming in and out and what's what's the goal for you what's like that number where it's like hey we're not going to overload ourselves here but we're also going to be able to make more money make more profit my goal for this facility, this particular building that we're in would be 200. 200. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I've got, I've got plenty of room to grow. Um, I think 200 might be pushing it a little bit, but I think that'd be a really good number to shoot for. Yeah. And, and what type of things are you kind of actively doing right now to at least aid that growth process and get some, you know, consistent leads coming in? Yeah, so we recently, um, kind of like I was telling you when we were chatting before we started, um, recently went through kind of like a six-month kind of consultation revamp with a company that specializes in like online marketing, SEO, all that kind of stuff. And they kind of went through, did all of our analytics on Google, figured out who's finding you, who's not, where are you showing up in searches? And it basically turned out that 
anybody searching fitness, personal training, performance, any of that, we weren't showing up at all. So they kind of revamped the website, optimized that and gave me a bunch of task lists to do to really, really focus on driving a lot of that online lead, um, lead generation and things like that to, to really get out there in the community and get noticed when people are looking for stuff. Yeah. 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 People, I mean, at the end of the day, there, there's so much stuff going on with the internet, but if you do use learn to use it correctly it's all the benefit to you as a gym owner um and being able to you know have leads consistently coming in or have a client acquisition system um have you seen an improvement in the yeah. amount of leads that you've gotten since optimizing the google space yeah absolutely um when we kind of like launched the website we had like a live launch where we just had the website you know what we didn't make it live yet we we're just running through making edits and i'd say within that first week of relaunching that my my new my new uh, contact submission forms were just coming through like I mean it was like two or three a day some of them were a little bit spammy you know yeah. like offering cleaning services and things like that but we were actually able to pull quite a few new clients pretty quickly um, from that whole process cool cool have you ever done any type of like Facebook advertisements or Instagram ads I have not yet. That is, that's again, one of the things that we've kind of in our game plan that we have scheduled to really, really optimize, like first priority is really optimizing, uh, like our, my Google, my business page and things like that as, as those things are coming through and then really starting to run some of those, some of those Facebook ads and things like that, just to get that stuff going. Cool. Cool. And what's, um, I mean, just curious, what's kind of held you back from trying to do any type of Facebook advertisements or Instagram? Honestly, just initially it was budget at the very beginning. Um, Cause we basically, when we started the company we did it all with cash. We didn't take out any debt to buy any equipment or anything. So we were just rocking and rolling off the following that we had um, word of mouth. And then, you know, we kind of had a game plan to get into a lot of that stuff, really start budgeting to push that stuff. And then the buyout situation happened. So financially that's honestly been the biggest thing I know. Um, and now I'm to the point where I'm ready to start doing that. Now I just need to, my biggest hesitation now is making sure that I have the staff here to handle the new volume. Yeah. And, and I think that's pretty natural for any business owner to want to see on a, a return on investment, especially when you're running ads. It's like, Hey, let's not be putting $500 a week into advertisements. Yeah. You know, like, where's the money going? When, when am I going to exactly. see the money coming back? Um, so no, I totally get that as well. And so as far as your next steps of action for you, is it more so to hire more of a team? How big is the team now? So it's myself. And then I have one other trainer here. We had, we had two other trainers here. Um, he actually just got a really good gig with, with the military actually. So he moved back out to Georgia to take that gig. So that was really cool for him. Um, that was actually something he was pursuing before COVID and it popped back up for him. So that was, that was really, really good for him. Um, I would like, I definitely like one more, you know, full timer that I could have take a lot of these hours. I think for me, I train a lot in the gym right now. So for me to have somebody to kind of take a little bit of that load off of my shoulders so I can start working on the business portion of things a lot more instead of just being, you know, being in the trenches the whole time, that'll be, yeah. that'll be a huge weight off of my shoulders. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
another business owner goal eventually get to that point of freedom, right? To where you could yeah. kind of work on the business and not in the business necessarily. Exactly. Um, cool. So, so what does your process look like for when you do get a lead, right? Let's say it's, it is myself and I inquire for more information on you guys, maybe through Google or seeing you pop up on an ad here. Um, what's your process to, you know, get me in the doors and turn me into a paid member? So what I've found with myself is that if I can get people in the door, I can get them like they are, they're going to join in some form or fashion. So I really, really like to encourage, you know, people, if they're within, if they're close enough to the gym, I'd love to block off like a 30 minute time block for them to come over, meet me, ask questions, check the facility out, kind of show them what we're all about. Um, show them some of our programming, things that we do and all that. And then at that point, I mean, typically when, if I, like I said, if I can get them in the door, I can typically close them. So yeah. biggest so, thing so, is getting, 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 getting in contact with them really early. Yeah. Scheduling a time to get them in here, meet, talk with them, ask, answer any questions or address any concerns they may have and then get them rolling. Yeah. I mean, they say leads, especially internet leads, they die out after 48 hours. So it's like, Hey, after you get that inquiry, you pretty much got about a 24 hour window to, you know, get them on the phone, send them a message, try and get them booked to come in. Um, but cool. So do you have that kind of automated your lead nurture process? Is that something that you do as far as, you know, contacting them or sending a message to get them to come in? Yeah. So I, all of those, like, it, it depends on where it comes through. Um, I recently just, um, updated like my scheduling and billing software. I'm using mind body now. Okay. Um, so I'm really working on putting out all of those like funnels and things like that. All those emails, setting up all those automations. A lot of them will come straight to me. Like if somebody submits a new contact form through the website and things like that, they go straight to me. I check that every day try to make sure that I'm the one that initiates the contact, like you said, within that 24 hour period. Um, and then once, you know, once traffic gets high enough, I might not be able to manage all of that within that window. I'm hoping to have all of those, all those funnels um, and all that automated. contacts automated. So, so I don't miss anything or let anything fall through the cracks. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So for you kind of the, the sales process, quote unquote, is like, Hey, let's get them in the door have some type of, you know, consultation. What are you here for? What are your goals? Where are you trying to take this thing? And then from there, do you put them in like a, a free class at all or a free trial? I don't, I don't actually do a ton of free trial stuff. Good um, for you. Good for you. I don't. I'm thoroughly against doing free. Things. Yeah. You know, that, that doesn't make I people buy. Yeah. I don't want to fall into, I don't want to fall into the trap of attracting the clients that just bounce around from place to place just with their free trials and things like that. Like if somebody's really hesitant, like I, I want somebody that wants to be here and wants to come in and, you know, things like that. And I, I think, you know, with the services that people offer, we're offering a lot more intimate setting for people. And if that's what they're looking for, I think they're ready. They're ready to pay at that point in time. Um, and that's what I like to use that 30 minute consultation for. Like, if you have any concerns, let's, let's address those, get those out on the table right off the bat. And then if you're ready, let's get going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and I know you guys are more of an intimate setting, right? More of a private training, semi-private studio. Do you offer any type of other services that you could, you know, ascend clients to anything like nutrition supplements? What does that look like? 
So I actually have um, a dietitian that we have done. She's done some like kind of seminar things over here, things like that. She does a lot of like one-on-one client stuff, working through programming, um, getting people on their diet plans, whatever they may, may need. And honestly, for me, like I have a lot of my nutrition training, but if I can send somebody to the expert, I'd rather create a team that, you know, that's her thing. She does the diet, um, diet plan, all that stuff. We work on the programming here, but people are getting that whole package. So if that's something that people are super interested in, I always funnel them her way. And her and I kind of have a little deal out where if she's seeing some of our clients, you know, we take a little bit of that as basically just like a referral payment type, type deal. Cool. Cool. And, and, and I know you, you do want to grow and be able to get some more trainers, free up your own time here. Is your plan to, you know, put them on like a W2 for your trainers or have them go more like the independent contractor route? So for my, for my staff, I would love to have them on more of like a W2 type deal just because with the independent contractor stuff, what I've noticed is I messed with that a little bit and out here in Colorado, living situations are pretty tough. So with high rents and things, I'm sure you, I mean, you get it out there and where you're at as well, Yeah, yeah for but sure. people who are working part-time initially, they they're looking for other gigs at the same time. So they're kind of stretched thin, maybe in two or three facilities. And then if they get a little more growth in one or, you know, it kind of pulls them away and it limits their availability for me to have them here. Yeah. So if I have the time commitment from them, I think that's a little bit more. And as an independent contractor, I think it gives them a little more freedom and it's a little less security on my end to know that I can depend on them being here when they told me they'd be here. Mm -hmm. Things like that. And it's not as much up in the air for me. Yeah, I agree. Even the, the, you know, independent contractor route, it limits you and, being able to like scale and really build a brand, right? If you have all these different trainers here that are teaching different methods, teaching on multiple locations, and like it kind of, the lines get blurred a little bit as far as yeah. being able to, to build and scale. And, you know, are they expected to come in with their own clients? Are you going to help them get their own clients? You know, things along those lines. Um, but cool, cool. So, so another question that I do, do like to ask, at least to get like your idea of what a perfect business looks like to you. If you had kind of like a magic wand here and you could tap your business, have it be in the exact position that you want it, what would that really look like to you? So I've actually just like, just did all this on paper and everything. I there would love go. like, so we are, like I said, like I was telling you, we have a lot of high school, middle school athletes during school, during, during school time, everybody's crammed in those after school hours. Our afternoons are pretty much full of high school and middle school groups. And I would love to see like a lot of our room for growth, even in availability on the schedule is in the mornings with, so my, my goal would be to have, no, excuse me. Um, I would, I would love to have those mornings full up with some general fitness groups where we're doing different types of strength training, all that kind of stuff. And then roll into the afternoon, train a bunch of our athletes. So we kind of get a little bit of that mix mix between the two of them but we have both of those streams of revenue coming through and it's it's a good little break in the day you get you get to work with a lot of different people and you're not you're not just kind of locked into a mundane routine of running to the exact same thing every day you kind of get a little bit of a little bit of everything every day yeah 
And what do you think is like the the biggest bottleneck that's holding you back from that point of being able to maybe scale a little more to have those classes that you want, hold the general fitness classes? I think right now it's just bringing in new clients. Like I was saying, just really getting that marketing out there, generating those leads, getting new people in the doors. And I think it's not necessarily any, it's not a space thing. It's not, it's not anything other than just getting new clients in the door right now um, to fill up some of those times, like athlete wise, middle school, high school, once school starts, you know, here in the next few weeks, afternoons are going to be full up, but there's going to be a lot of room for that, for that adult population in those earlier hours in the day. So that's really where I want to kind of direct my focus. Yeah. How do you, how do you think it would, how would it change the business, right? If you are able to push to scale like that and be able to hold the classes that you want, have the general fitness in the morning, the sports performance later on in the evening, how would that like affect the business affect yourself? Well, for me, it would be able to give, you know, give a trainer some security, giving them more hours where they know they're, they're at a place where they get paid. Well, um, it would give me a little more freedom on the back end as far as, I mean, revenue, kind of drives a lot of the things that we can do. I could buy a lot of equipment that I want. You know, we can, like I said, I could expand that gym over into that old space that I really want to expand into, have more budget for marketing, all of that kind of thing. Just to, I think it just, I mean, revenue kind of drives a lot of it right now. Right, right. Okay, okay. And last thing, I know you're here on year four, right? What's a piece of advice that you would give yourself four years ago when it comes to running your own gym? Um, I would say for me, if I were to go into it with a partner again, um, if you're, if you're not starting it by yourself, if you're going to go into it with somebody that's kind of, kind of run it 50, 50 with you, I would make sure that you spend the time up front coming up with a very detailed business agreement and business structure. Like God forbid something happens. You never think it's going to happen, but having a dialed out situate, like dialed out step-by-step plan of how you are going to handle that because I think the mistake that I made was we were just ready to rock and roll. It was kind of like jump and weave the net as we go. So taking care of all that stuff, we had a very, very, very basic um, business agreement. And so as you, when something does happen and you're going through that buyout, whether it's mutual or bad blood, you at least have a step-by-step so you can kind of take the emotions out of it because it is a stressful time. You just, you've already laid out that step-by-step process. So like, no, we already agreed. This is how we're going to work through the process. This is how it's going to be done. And I think that would have helped me a lot through this yeah. recent, through this recent well, situation. So you'd almost tell yourself like, Hey, position the contract or position yourself to avoid, you know, the stress of, of what it takes to go through a buyout again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was by far, I mean, COVID was easy compared to that for me, just like mentally and that was just an extremely stressful time where you're looking like, okay, well, what am I going to do? I mean, you're, you're going to, you're looking for financing for the buyout. You're looking for all this different stuff that you never thought you would have to do. And that just, then the whole time you're trying to keep the gym running too. So that's all stuff that you're doing outside of your training time and, you know, trying to be there, you know, be your, be yourself in front of your clients and things like that. When you're stressed out, your mind's elsewhere. It's, it's not a process that I wish on anybody. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I pre I appreciate, and I'm happy that you made it through at this point. So now at least it's 
to the point where like, Hey, let's scale this thing a little bit and figure it yep. out. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you, Cody. I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode here before we do head out though. Um, if you would like to give a shout out to, you know, your Instagram, Facebook website, anything just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. So website is the number four C sportsperformance.com. Um, and we have all the links to Facebook, Instagram, all of that on there. And then I'm a lot more active on my, on my personal training Instagram, just kind of showing highlights of what we do at the gym, what's going on. Um, and that's Cody, C-O-D-Y, Mac, M-A-C, underscore, 4-C. Um, on Instagram, I'm pretty active on there. Yes, sir. Make sure you check them out, you guys. Cody Makinich from Four Corner Sports Performance and Personal Training out of Arvada, Colorado. I appreciate you once again. And as for the listeners here, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.